Blog Talk Radio. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Lardy, Miss Clardy. Welcome to the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show for Tuesday, December 16th. I'm your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Brother Blondie for today's show. Coming to you live from Columbus, Ohio, as we will do every at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. We have a great show for you this evening. We have a two-hour segment For the first hour, we will be talking about the other side of racial injustice with the one and only, your co-host, Brother Blondie. Then, the second half, we will be talking about media play in the concerns of the low, middle class, and the poor by me, Lardy Miss Clardy. We will be taking your calls and comments at 347-884-8684. And those comments and suggestions on Lardy Miss Clardy's profile or email us at brotherblondie at hotmail.com or Clardy at familiesandvictims.com. For today's topic and concerns on media play, learn how cover-ups can hurt when the media don't report or release true information to the general public to be educated about it or to make them aware of what happened, what has happened, or what can happen to the general if they don't how or when to react. What can we do to solve this problem? For what reasons are are they responsible and accountable for the doubt of citizens of America? Responsibility, accountability, and transparency are the issues at hand. We will be right
Well, all right. We are back with your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host, Brother Blondie, on WYOU, Blog Talk Radio, with concerns about middle, middle class and the poor, and the other side of racial injustice. For what reasons are the media responsible and accountable for the general public for the education or awareness of the common people? If you know why and how they are responsible and accountable, please call in at one three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. We want to hear from you, those people that are out there that know what can be done to stop it. And for each person that is aired today, I will give five to ten minutes. This is to give others a talk and be heard. So I am going to turn the mic over to Brother Blondie, who is working on the first half of this particular segment, which is the other side of racial injustice. And in our room at this moment, we have an inspiring paralegal, which will be also giving his bids on what's going on and what he would like to share with you in this subject. So his name is Todd Stapleton. And so I'm going to turn it over to you. And Brother Blondie, show up and show out. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Marty, Miss Claudia, and uh, I'm going to get right down to business on the other side of racial injustice. I wanted it to do a story on the other side of racial injustice because I constantly see where where people always questioning you, you know, the judicial system for being too harsh on black criminals when they commit certain crimes. But they never want to talk about, however, that exact same judicial system who you criticize as being put in and fake and this and that and all these other things. Guess what? They're giving these black criminals a slap on the wrist when they commit uh, crimes against uh, other African Americans. And, and, you know, I give you a, a, a perfect uh, racial scenario on a case that happened back in the fall of uh, 2005 when uh, Marquise Harrison was found uh, guilty of the home invasion robberies in the German village, and the judge, Julie Lynch, gave him a 134-year uh, sentence. You know, and there are a lot of people arguing that the crime, you know, the punishment doesn't fit the crime because he didn't kill anybody. Okay, well, what about the exact same crimes he committed in Greenbrier and Poindexter on those exact same home invasions, but hardly got any jail time? He just got got a slap on the wrist. Now, that's the one part of the what I mean by the other side of racial injustice. Sure, it's easy to complain about the 134-year sentence for what he did in German Village, but what about no time at all for for uh, Greenbrier and Poindexter? You telling me that those victims in the lower class neighborhoods aren't as important or aren't as valuable uh, uh, victims that sought justice out in uh, a German Village? And I also want to make another uh, comparison in terms of Teenage and 
uh, rape, where where back in uh, in in Georgia, I believe, uh, Janarlo Wilson, you you know who was then seventeen when he served two years of a ten year sentence of child molestation, he had uh, consensual sex with a fifteen year old white girl on uh, videotape. And the prosecutors in Atlanta tried everything in their power to make sure he spent every single day of that uh, ten-year sentence just because he he turned down uh, a deal which would have gave him uh, probation, but yet he would have had to stay away from his little sister and all that because she's a minor. But yet here in 2000. Uh, you, you know, during the early school season of the 2004-2005 season here in uh, Mifflin High School. Oh, and uh, b- by the way, the Gerinarlo Wilson that I just gave you, that's coming from CNN.com. Uh, and the 134-year robbery that I'm telling you about Marquise Harrison, this story's coming from the dispatch. And this story's coming from the dispatch as well with the teenage boys where Brandon Hobbs and Timothy Armstead, they was found guilty of having sex with a mentally disabled girl, girl in, uh, uh, in Mifflin High School, and it was on videotape. Now, yes, a lot of black folks want to argue and say, well, you, you, you know, she asked for it and she was promiscuous. Well, guess what? You will not hear that tonight from Brother Blondie because Brother Blondie is going to stand up, speak up, and speak out for that innocent victim who was wrong. The law says clearly in black and white that a mentally disabled girl cannot give consent. So, boys, even if she tells you yes, even if she makes the first move, you still got to say no, no means no. It just doesn't mean that when a woman says it, you got to say it too. And that's the bo- uh, uh, bottom line. And the sad part of, uh, about this, even if they didn't get a slap on the wrist and was prosecuted, even if they had gotten prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law, their punishment would have only been uh, serving time in the Department of Youth Services until age 21. Then I want to go, uh, you, you know, black on black, in terms of less punishment. I can take this all the way back to 1999, Wendy. Edgy and outraged going on with this particular subject, but the question would be: Is um, in in that where do you think that the media has gone wrong to make one to believe that there is nothing like this really going on, or they're not making any real noise for people to actually uh, uh, grab a hold of it and stand up, speak up, and speak out about it, where it can become a a publicized thing in the communities where it would stop um, uh, victims from being victimized, stop the people from being victimized this way. Can you answer that? 
Well, uh, yes, I can answer that. You you know, from a media per, uh, media uh, perspective, in in terms of you, you you know racial injustice, the only time African Americans stand up, speak out, and speak up, you know, to the media in terms of uh, certain justices. See, we know how to come together when it comes to a police-involved shooting of an African in the mail. The, the answer to that is we have to be able to gather and speak up and speak out for these innocent African-American victims, victims who are being killed not by cops. See, the biggest misconception of the media, you, you know, it's in the eyes that only – only black, only cops kill black people, and they're not the only ones that's killing uh, black people. You got gang members, you got drug dealers, you got uh, black folks killing uh, other black folks over a girl or or or, or over a dollar, and and of course you you're not going to address that to the media because that doesn't in, involve the police, and that's not going going to make news. At the same time, the, the media can go out there and ask questions. But if they're telling the media, like, the exact same thing that they're telling the police, well, I ain't seen nothing, I ain't heard nothing, and I ain't saying any, anything, then the media is not going to be interested. But when you see a police-involved shooting, those exact same African-Americans who don't believe in snitching, who don't believe in talking, all of a sudden – they're going to get in front of that news camera. They're going to tell 4, 6, and 10 or whatnot, not detail after detail after detail on what the police are, are uh, doing, doing. But that still leads to another problem. Having said that with the media, you know Tyrone Thomas of POER, and he's head of the Black Anti-Defamation uh, Council, where I am proud to be working with this man for the last five years, he said something pretty interesting, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, at our last save-off meeting. You, you know, these type of situations where we do have to hold the judges uh, accountable, but in order to hold the judges more accountable, they're on the voting ballot too, and, and it's up to African Americans to uh, watch what they do, and, and and you know on on how they sentence certain criminals and certain other uh, uh, racial type cases. Another question here, and I'm going to propose this question to our aspiring paralegal Todd Stapleton, uh, who I'm going to ask a question. With all that has been said here by Brother Blondie um, and legal aspects. Uh, the ramifications that uh, uh, that that people go through with that racial injustice. Um, Two-part question here: Where do you think that the media have went wrong? Where do you think that they have been? Where they should be held accountable 
for, you know, the communities or the general public of being more aware, made more aware of it or more educated about it or giving them a chance to be heard so that the, the situation can be resolved properly? And where do you think that the justice system should be held accountable in terms of how they target certain people uh, to to cause this uh, issue to arise in terms of how this has happened to the common people here, you know, um, anywhere. Matter of fact, you know, can you give me, you know, your take on this? Yes, Ms. Laurie, Ms. Laurie. Uh, you know, the the thing about that is, you know, prior to 1996, July 1996, when Senate Bill Two took effect, individuals that were getting sentenced were getting sentenced to five to 25 years for rape, robbery burglary, whatever. But when Senate Bill 2 took effect, that's when everybody was continuing to get flat time. For something somebody would get 5 to 25 to prior to July 1996, what they would do is, you know, now they will only get a maximum of five years. And, and you know, the, the, the crazy thing is, you know, when you sit back and you look at all the individuals that is incarcerated today and you look at the statistics, there's a large number of African-American males incarcerated in the judicial system that it should have been sent home a long time ago. Also, you know, and, and that's where the media plays a big part, because if, you know, uh, somebody gets robbed in Hilliard, which is suburbs, is also a white neighborhood, you know, then, you know, the, the media is all over it. But if somebody gets robbed, beat up, whatever, and like, let's say, for instance, the Bottoms or, uh, let's say, for instance, uh, East Main Street, you know, around Gilbert Avenue or, or around Champaign Avenue, you know, the media is not there because they got beat up or they got robbed or whatever. But, you know, if, if for instance, you know, like I said, if somebody's in, you know, out in, uh, you know, Hilliard, Dublin, whatever, and that incident happens to them, the media is all over that. You know, and also, you know, the other thing that, that, that's really bothering me right now is, you know, the, you know, why do we matter? Because, wow, you know, we're dealing with, with our mayor who's trying to shut down uh, 12 rec centers and a senior center, senior center. And, you know, it's like, you know, you know, if you look at the, you know, it has to do with budget cuts. You know, if you look at the budget cuts that our mayor Coleman is making regarding rec centers, you'll see that the centers that he's proposed to cut are in lower class areas. Also, he said he was going to revitalize our inner city neighborhoods. But after this, no. He hasn't, he hasn't done anything to our neighborhoods, and our neighborhoods are getting worse. You know, and the houses are getting more and more houses are getting boarded up. Now, back to the centers, that if he closes the rec centers, where, where are our children and our young adults supposed to go? They will have no, nowhere to go. And then we sit back and we wonder why our youth are reverting to not wanting to go to school because these young people need need a place that they they can hang and go to and they can call a safe haven. You know, and, and then you know it's like you know we sit back and we look at the at the uh, you know the mayor and his people of higher standards. You know, they sit up in office and they make all these budget cuts to benefit them, not the community. Now, if we sit back and we don't speak out about these issues, we're no better than the people in office. It's, it's now time to stand up in people in office that our children do matter and that we matter as well. Also, 
what are our single parents supposed to do to work and go to school? And our children go directly to these centers afterwards. You know, what are we supposed to do? supposed to do we have an issue we have an issue well you know the the whole thing is for whose are the media responsible and accountable for the general public and for the educational awareness of the common people if you know anything about what we can do to hold these people accountable um, they, they, we're talking about the leaders and also the media um, Give us a call. Um, please call in at one three four seven eight eight four eight six eight four. We want to know about how you think and feel about this issue. Um, we're going to take time here uh, to go to a commercial, and we will be right back. Are you having a restless night? Are you bored on the weekends? Well, have no fear. The party's over here at Sleepless Nights Nightclub, located at 879 East Long Street, where the lights, camera, and action is. This Friday is party night. Ladies come fly. Men come GQ. We have live local entertainment and drinks are free. Cover charge is $25 at the door. Doors open at 11 to 5 a.m. in the morning. So come on down to Sleepless Nights Nightclub, where the live entertainment is. Social activity, chess game, card game, and relaxation in the jacuzzi. There's nothing like Sleepless Nights Nightclub. Sleepless Nights Nightclub, the best party nightclub in town. Sleepless Nights Nightclub, located. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Well, all right, it looked like I'm back again on WYOU Blog Talk Radio. On the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show, that is who I am, and I am still in awe about the things that I have heard. And you know, I have to say that this is serious stuff to talk about. Brother Blondie has a has a voice in the community here in Columbus, Ohio, to try to put a stammer on some very big issues that we are facing as a community and as a common people here uh, in our communities in Columbus, Ohio. But if there's anybody out there that know what we need to do about this subject, please don't hesitate to call in. We need your suggestions and your comments about this uh, subject. So please give us a call here at 347-884-8684 on Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk. And I am going to turn the mic back over to Brother Blondie, who is giving us this low-down, real talk on live Lardy Miss Clardy's Blog Talk show. So stay tuned. We'll be right back.
Exactly what you mean. But hold up. What about that new spot called Chocolate City? Chocolate City? Oh, that sounds good to me. Tell me more about it. Oh, yes, girl. My girl Tyreka told me about it last week, and she said it'd be popping. I mean, all the finest brothers be there with the hottest rice. Plus, ladies get in free before 12. And half off drinks on us. Free? Honey, that's all you have to say. But wait, I'm going to have to take a guess. Where's it located? Oh, yes. You don't even have to worry about that. Because it's located right downtown at 15 East Long Street, right on the corner of High and Long, across from the Metro Fitness So let's go. Yeah, we need to go. Because it's 11.15 and I'm trying to get all my things off. Plus, plus I need to move from Daddy. So be there at Traffic City every Friday night for a half-off drink session. Ladies get free before 12. Located downtown at 15 East Long Street. Chapter City, I'll see you there. Well, all right, we are back on the Lardy Miss Lardy Blog Talk radio show. And now we're going to hear more issues and solutions on what Brother Blondie is talking about on the other side of the racial injustice. I mean, that's a really deep subject. That's a really deep that's that's just some deep stuff right there. And um, I'm asking and urging anyone that is listening to this blog talk show to bring your comments, 347-884-8684. And here we are again with Brother Blondie on the other side of racial injustice. You thought the media was... Uh, Showing love and support for Nicole Brown Simpson? Well, they're missing a kill. But where was the love and fight for justice for Sharika Adams, a 27-year-old who was shot and killed in 1999 by former NFL player Ray Carruth? He played part in paying Van Brett Watkins money to kill the eight-month pregnant uh a, a woman who was eight months pregnant simply because he didn't want to pay child support. Well, the judge only sentenced Ray Carruth of no uh, no more than 18 and no less than 24 years of this heinous crime, a crime in, in which uh, the prosecutors in L.A. seek the death penalty for the deaths of Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, Ron Goldman. You know, it's just funny how the judicial system once again works when it comes to uh, black on black. And the information I'm giving you on the Ray Carew story, this coming from Jet Mag- Magazine and from CNN.com, you know, another other side of racial injustice, black folks cheered, yelled, screamed, go ahead. You're not guilty. Free him. Free him. They free and they did. The Chicago judicial system acquitted R. Kelly on all counts of child pornography, even though videotape evidence showing, yes, I saw the tape myself, that girl was underage. The law clearly states, even if a woman says do it, if she's under 18, you cannot have sex on videotape, period, point blank. Don't be calling and saying, oh, she seduced and uh, 
I didn't know. You knew. You old she was, and you you knew her folks. Yes, he he did it, and he he should have gotten some type type of time. Where uh, trust me, if any other if any other black man on videotape now think Janarla Wilson had uh, sex with an underage girl. He was underage himself. They was ready to throw it. They was ready to lock him up for ten years. But R. Kelly gets nothing. Oh, don't and, and don't hold me back. I ain't I ain't even got close to the meat yet. I'm gonna get to the real meat. And you want to talk about the police not searching for justice and, and, and you know uh, uh, one of uh, for, uh, for our victims. It's funny. Why is it when an African American who happens to be a relative of a police officer, all of a sudden there's justice for for them. Like this story from CNN going back to nine years ago where a gang war was blamed for the killing of L.A. police chief's granddaughter of Bernard Parks, where Lori Gonzalez was shot to death May 28, 2000. The gunman opened fire, and right then and there, they had an arrest. They found an arrest. They arrest alleged gang member Samuel Shabazz Jr. Now, all all these unsolved black-on-black crimes in L.A., it just so happens, uh, Lardy, Miss Clardy, that when they kill the daughter of a of a LAPD police chief, they they have they found a quick arrest, and this is similar to what happened just last week in, in Columbus. Columbus, where Daryl Wood, who approached his house in, uh, during a home in, invasion. This happened last Tuesday around uh, 9 o'clock, and Channel 10 will tell you more, uh, more about it. But the fact is, he was shot and killed by two young black intruders, both of them under the age of 25. Now, they, now it was an arrest two days later. And why is that? I mean, what's so special about Daryl Wood? Well, the special part about that, his sister just happens to be a police lieutenant. So do you have to be a relative of a celebrity or a relative of a cop to finally get justice? Would William Balfour even be in jail in Chicago right now if the woman he killed hadn't been the mother of Academy Award-winning actress Jennifer Hudson, who's also wanted for killing her brother and her, her, her seven-year-old nephew. These are senseless crimes, senseless black-on-black. Well, mainstream radio don't want to talk about it. Well, guess what? I do want, want to talk about it, and there are plenty of questions. But the real question is, is there a solution? Are there anyone there who has any answers? Answers. Let's stop this war. Let's stop these killing of each other. I'm asking you. I'm begging you and pleading you. Help me find a solution to all this. When the hell are we going to learn how to love again? This makes no sense, Lordy, Miss Quarty. I am personally upset, frustrated. This is the number one reason.
I personally wanted to stand up, speak up, and speak out against these black-on-black crimes, and all you get is a slap on the wrist. And I just gave you all the information. And I'm going to give you one more uh, information on how far the other side of racial injustice goes back. I went all the way back to 1953 in Macon, Georgia, where you know if a black man killed, a, killed another white man, he'd be lynched the same day with an all-white jury. But little Richard's father, who was running a bootleg joint at the time, was shot and killed by another black man in a gun battle. Not only did the man admit it to the Macon, Georgia Police Department that he shot and killed the man, but all he had to do was say that he was sorry. That's all he had to do was say that he was sorry. Not only the police didn't punish him, they didn't throw the cuffs on him. All they did was drove him home and told him to get some regrets. That just eats me up. Well, I guess it's time for slavery time. I mean, that's a whole lot to think about out there. I mean, I'm thinking about it as the show you know, for today's topic on media play is how these cover-ups can hurt when the media don't report or release true information to the general public to be educated about it or to make them aware of what has happened and what can happen to the general public if they don't know how or when to react. You know, and for this reason, we are holding everyone that have a professional uh, a professional interest in the general public that we be used as commodities and not used as 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 human beings that have serious that need to be cut and dry dealt with, and that we have no one out there called the mainstream media that will deal with these hard to take or to talk issues that are arising every day in our communities all over. It's nationwide, literally. So it's not just a small problem here in old, old state of Ohio, but it's everywhere. And everyone needs to be aware of what and how, what we need to do to hold feet to the fire, these leaders, and the whole accountability and also responsibility to the media because they have a responsibility to the people and not to the special interests. They don't supposed to be getting paid by others to be quiet in and show the spotlight only up there with the celebrities and trying to bring down all of them and keep the spotlight up there on them have some dark corners that need light shedded on. We need the light shined on these dark areas that normally don't get talked about. So here in my living room as we are speaking on these issues is Brother G2, who is president of Empowerment here in Columbus, Ohio, and um. Since you're here, Brother uh, G2, I want to ask you a question about this subject that you're hearing about, which is the other side of racial injustice, but how would you incorporate the media? 
how do you see the media playing upon this kind of issue? And where do you think that when it comes to our children that is growing up in a society that see what adults go through, where do you think that the media needs to depart or impart education and awareness for families to help their children not to become and not to deal or become like what we're talking about this evening about racial injustice, that slap on the wrist if you're black. And if you white, you get away with it. And if you black messing with somebody white, you go to jail for life or get lynched or whatever. But the issue is, what does it make in your mind? What does it bring up in your mind about this word, media play? Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, yes, I'm Ann Brother G2, president and founder of Columbia Empowerment organization founded August 29, 2008. Uh, in light of uh, the question from uh, Lottie, Ms. Claudia, in terms of media effect, uh, we can counter-react what goes on within our communities and within our homes by going back to the discovery itself. Last night I had the pleasure of being at the Urban League here on Mount Vernon Avenue in Columbus, Ohio, with Dr. Tony West, who is an Afrocentric advocate and an activist for Kwanzaa, which is celebrated December 26th to January 1st. One thing he spoke on, which our organization highlights heavily on, is to bring back the family respect principles of what we need to do as black folks worldwide have bring back the self-respect principles. Those principles that I'm speaking of are the principles of the Nguzi Kubodil, which means unity. Kubajagalia, which means self-determination. Kujima, which means self-response. So on and so forth. We already have, as a people, a dialect uh, called Swahili, which comes from the motherland of Africa, which we need to incorporate within ourselves. Then we ought to demand that the media show attention and light to these programs that have been going on for decades. This is, this is nothing new. Uh, and Google Saba is nothing new to the black community. We need to incorporate that and keep pushing that into the minds of our youth at a very young age, starting as young as two years old. And so that, that, that as they grow and develop, they will grow and develop to have a respect for themselves and a respect for the community so they don't end up being a, quote-unquote, Mr. Samuel shooting someone, a, quote-unquote, uh, Mr. Man who shot Little Richard's father back in the 50s. And so we need to demand that the media stop highlighting our tragedies and start high our high part of triumphs and what we're doing with ourselves and our communities. One of the greatest triumphs we have right now, thank God, is our president, Barack Obama, and our first family, Michelle Obama. If we can point to our children that you can and are able to succeed in a positive way so far in this country as you should be able to move in this country. Thank you. Brother Tom, Mr. Stapleton, on the question of media play, 
where do you feel and think that the media should in some way become more interactive with our communities to bring education and more awareness of, of, of different organizations or, or, or different areas where they can go to get help and to help the, uh, the families that are going through these tragedies or other families to prevent them from going through the tragedies. Uh, do you think that he should release more of truths of the good things that's going on in our communities to give a way for those that don't know play to get the knowledge and education not to become that that we are seeing on TV that only highlights a tragedy or you know or highlight you know a, a scene where it, injustice is taking place rather than to show uh, that justice is because there are organizations and different agencies that are out there that uh, if the people know about them, they will get, you know, that, that help that they need in order to stay out of the limelight of negativity and or of, of the media releasing such things as half-truths and for propaganda purposes, lies. Well, you know, when it, when it, comes, when it comes to the media, you know, releasing these, these organizations that's out there to help individuals as well as fighting our triumphs and within our community and not our just our tragedies. You know, they, they need they need they need to sit back and focus on everything that happens in our community, not just the negative aspects. Because, you know, it's like, you know, there's organizations out here that's willing to educate our young people as well as our adults. But if they don't know about it, how are they going to get there? You know, you see, you see them advertising Walmart on TV. You'll see them advertising Coles on TV or advertising a new toy or something like that. But when it comes to them advertising something that's going to help our young African-slash-American children or our young children in general, because it, because it doesn't matter if they white, black, yellow, purple, whatever. Right. If you live in the community, if you, if you live in a lower caste class neighborhood, the people in Columbus, Ohio, or wherever you're sitting at, they don't care about you. Oh, that's just one of them little ghetto kids from down the street. Well, I guess I'm one of them little ghetto kids from down the street, too. And, you know, I'm sitting here, and it's like I, I, I look outside, and I look at I, – I'm on a Dakota bus, and I hear these young people today talk really crazy and stupid to people. And it's, it's ironic because I know when I was a child and I was that age, I knew better than to talk like that. And, you know, and, and it's all, you know, the, 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 as far as back to the media, you know, they need, they need to come out to our communities and see that just because you live on Mount Vernon Avenue, you ain't a, you ain't, you, you, you're not a dope thing. Just because you live on Livingston Avenue, you're not a hooker. Just, or just because you walk down Main Street, you're not out there trying to do something that, that you don't need to be out there doing. They need, to, they need to band together and come to our communities and see, see what we're actually about. You know, we're just not, we're just don't have dope houses on Mount Vernon Avenue. We just don't have dope houses on Main Street. We just don't have bootleg joints over on Livingston Avenue, you know, or Cleveland Avenue or wherever you're at. If you're in a lower-class neighborhood, you know, and you're not in Dublin, they don't care about you. 
You're not in Hilliard. They don't care about you. You know, but the media needs to get out in these lower class urban areas and see what we're really about. And with that, Ms. Clarity, I'll give you back the show. Well, there you have it. This is Lardy Miss Clarty on WYOU Blog Talk Radio Show on Real Talk Live on the Lardy Miss Clarty Blog Talk Radio Show. And we want to take a break and go to a commercial. Think about these things that's been uh, talked on. And if you have any questions or any comments or suggestions, Log on to brotherblondie at hotmail.com and leave your comments or suggestions or questions to him. And or if you're out there listening and you want to get on this discussion um, more about this or you want to know more or have something to say, please call 347-884-8684. And we're going to this commercial, and we will be right back. Well, all right. I am Lardy Miss Clardy on WYOU Blog Talk Radio Show on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Show. We are back again dealing with the other side of racial injustice. 
Now, I'm sure that while we were on the pause for the cause that you all out there may have been thinking about what all that have been said. And I hope that whatever the questions or comments may be, that you will address them to brotherblondie at hotmail.com, or you can call us if you're out there listening at 347-884-8688-WYOU Blog Talk Radio with Lardy, Miss Clardy on her blog talk radio show. So we're going to get back to the last small segment, The Other Side of Racial Injustice with Brother Blondie, your co-host, and I am turning over the mic. Eva. Um, I want to mention one more black-on-black uh, black crime, which uh, shows, uh, uh, you, you know, the other side of racial injustice and this really bothers me probably more than all the other stories that I've given you thus far but according to the dispatch um, back on September 10th 2006 the day before the 9-11 anniversary uh, Miss Kay Mullins who was I guess just left her husband uh, going through a divorce or whatnot. Well, anyway, her husband snuck into the house. You you know, I guess she was asleep, poured lighter fluid all over her face, and, you know, set her on fire. You you know, like, had this been an interracial type thing, I felt the judge would give him life without any parole or at least 50 years, 70 years, 80 years, that type thing. Derek Mason only got 18 years for the attempted murder of his uh, wife. And to Miss Kay Mullins, uh, you, you know, my heart goes out to you. I saw the uh, pictures in the dispatch, and I'm here to tell you right now, you're a very strong, courageous, uh, most beautiful woman that I've uh ever met and I'm here to tell you to keep your head up because you know this this show is for people like you the uh, victims who I feel that's been fraudulent on uh, the the other side of racial injustice because you know I feel that that you know in order one of the solutions along with Tyrone Thomas, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, fighting against the judges or, you know, protests against the judges, the court watch, send, send letters, send, send emails, and, and, you know, if you, and, and, you know, you don't have to make any violent threats. You, you make them the, not the threat, but the promise that scares them the most. If you don't get tougher on these type of crimes, your, your elections up next November and I will encourage everybody to vote you out of office. This uh you, uh you know Wendy this has to stop. I'm you you know I'm standing up uh speak up and uh speak out for these uh type crimes. And you you know this ain't about you you know the struggles and the survivors and G code and all those type uh, things, but 
you know, my thing is this country with Barack Obama as our president, and keep in mind, uh, listeners who's out there listening, he did his part. Now it's up for us to return the favor and do our part because we, this city, this whole entire country, we have to somehow find a way to heal. The, one of the best moments that I will say that I did like about Barack Obama winning the election, and I'm proud, Lardy, Miss Clardy, that we made our debut on Tuesday, November 4, 2008, the night Barack Obama uh, won, for like two weeks after he uh, won. The, the thing that I loved about him winning was that I've never in my life seen so many folks happy at once. And I ain't seen black folks that happy at once since Soul Train. Not to say, I mean, but, have, but having uh, uh, said that, you, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm downtown. You, you know, I'm seeing uh, so many uh, African Americans smiling. And, you know, isn't it great? Isn't it wonderful? Isn't it beautiful? I like for us to talk like that and communicate like that on a, on a regular uh, basis. We all going to have problems. We're all going to have uh, struggles, and we all going to have uh, flaws. I mean, Lord knows I'm I, I'm I'm not the most uh, uh, perfect uh, person in the world. But hey, this is the U.S. of A. We need to come together, and you know, like uh, Lardy Miss Clardy of Wendy Clardy Ministries. The Lardy Miss Clardy Show on Blog Talk Radio and Save Off Families and Victims of Fraud. It is because of you, Wendy Clardy, that is the reason why I, Brother Blondie, choose to stand up, speak up, and speak out against all kinds of fraud. Because black on black crime and the slap on the wrist that they get. And the fake no snitching code, code, that is the biggest fraud of all. And to all you young black people who talking about no snitching, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to see nothing. I ain't going to hear nothing. Well, how is it not snitching when you, the criminal, that is willing to put your violent and fraudulent activities on DVD? And, and have uh, Arabs and all that sell your crime. How is that snitching? If you if you if you going if you going to put something on on videotape, and this is where media play really co- uh, co- comes in. Uh, uh, it's up to us to be in front of that camera and be positive. It is up to us. It is up to us. It is up to us, uh, G2, Todd, Wendy, all of us. I'm not just asking the uh, people uh, on this round table here. I'm asking all the listeners, not so much in Columbus, Ohio, but who are listening to the Lardy Miss Clardy show on blogtalkradio.com in all 50 states. 
I'm here. I'm 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 here. I'm ready, willing, and able to hear your solution. I'm ready, willing, and able to hear your solutions. I need your help. Help. And we have a caller here. Uh, caller number one, you on the air? Hello, caller number one. Are you ready to talk, or are you just listening? We would like to have your comments on this issue. Please give us your comments and your suggestions. Hello? Yes, uh, you on the air. Okay. Well, you, 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 you asked for some, some solutions. I was asking solutions towards what? Towards the side of racial injustice, uh, sir, we talking about how is it black folks get uh, hard, harsher sentences when they commit crimes against Caucasians, uh, whether they're right or wrong, but yet they get a slap on the wrist when they commit crimes against other African Americans. Well, to fix it, you have to first. You have to to fix it. You have to first change all these stereotypes. Stop applying to them. That's first and foremost. Second of all, you have to get the well, not you, not 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 us in Pacific, but our our young people have to be more motivated in um in these fields of law and especially um attorney law, so you can be in them seats to change the rules and regulations, and it end up and not only not only just not only just us being them seats, but we must care, we must actually care about other people, but not other people, but us. Okay, uh, a question for you, caller. For what reasons and are the media responsible and accountable for the general public for the education or awareness of the common people? In what way is responsible? Well, the media is a, the media is a very powerful tool and asset if you, if you, when you think about it because people get most of the information by strictly watching TV. Most people don't. Most people don't even know that Africa has cities. So yes, the media is very powerful, and the media can mislead people. That's why it's up to you to. Um, that's why it's not up to you per se, but that's why it's up to the individual to basically know the real from the fake. That's why, you know, reading. People have. It, it, it all goes back to reading and just educating yourself. And uh, speaking of the media, uh, may I ask you this question? Are you from Africa, sir? No. Oh, okay. No, I mean you. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm so, uh, sorry, but you, you know the you, you, you're from you're from uh, California. So, what was your reaction back in 1991 when the uh, media, you, you know, showed tapes of the Rodney King, and how, despite the videotape evidence and major media uh, coverage, that the judicial system was still fraudulent by at first uh, saying that the, uh, when the jury found all of those police officers in that Rodney King beating not guilty. Well, what I think is what what I think is that is how the court system. That's how the. That's why the. That's why the the, the main thing that has to be fixed is what people need to understand is the court systems. Because these, these you know, the judges are also corrupt just as much as lawyers who get paid, 
who get um who basically get accept money from behind the scenes and under the table from a, from other um super rich super rich people. But 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 I've seen it happen with uh, it, it doesn't even have to be Rodney King. I've seen it happen with. I've seen it happen with both white people and black people and Asian and Hispanic. As long as you're not, as long as you're at the bottom of that ladder, you're not going to get a fair trial. Well, right, and uh, you you know, in terms of black and white, I'm I'm going to give you an uh, an example of you you know what you're talking about the median uh, police beating. Now, when a white person is beat up by the cops, he's not going to get the uh, major media coverage as an African-American uh, would when uh-huh. he he gets beat up or shot and killed by the police. I uh-huh. I want to know... Uh, hello? Yeah, right here. Okay. Uh, what What is your response then uh, when you when you hear all these, uh, you know, stuff about the other side of racial injustice, as well as the uh, uh, negative uh, media uh, coverage in which uh, the the media uh, portrays. Because one part of the media thing that I want to address in terms of, you you know, negativity or, you know, as opposed to uh, being positive, when there's mm-hmm. such movies like, you know, A New Jack City or Menace uh, uh, Society or Boys in the Hood, you know, it mm-hmm. gets mad uh, promo, but yet a family movie like Aquila and the Bee, you know, where a young African-American female goes to Washington for uh, a spelling bee, you, you know, a movie that's very positive, it hardly got any... Uh, promo and unfortunately it didn't do well at the box office. Mhm. I mean, what's my what's my reaction on that? Uh, yes, sir. Oh, okay. Um, my reaction is basically um, that the um, the the, the pe- people, including other black people, they all still support the stereotypical movies about us, including black people, because you go to. You go, you go, like when you go to go watch uh, American Gangster or or anything that's portraying black people in negative light. You you the most the most of the time you see the audience is black. That's the sad and honest truth. And but yeah, when you go watch a, a positive movie like um, Tyler Perry, some of the, well, I'm not gonna say all his movies are positive because his, a lot of his movies are very unrealistic at that. But uh, but you watch you when I when I go see some of, when I go see some of his movies, Tyler Perry's. As the audience is more of a the audience is more of a white audience than a black audience, to be very honest. So I think I think it's, I think it's black people who are supporting their own negative stereotypical movies. Oh well, let me ask you this question: Do you blame hip hop as the reason why a lot of African Americans? get involved in gangs, violence, sex, drugs. You know, we hear a lot of issues about that, sir. Mm-hmm. No, it's not it's not it's not no hip hop. It's the environment. That's what I blame, the environment. And it, it, it boils down to many factors why 
why kids join gangs. That's first and foremost. To blame to to say to say a form of entertainment is is the reason why a lot of kids are doing what they do today is absurd and silly. Because I don't believe I, I mean images do images are a lot of, images do have a lot of power, but I don't believe that that's what's making society ill. Okay, uh, and with with that, could you uh, stay on? I, I want you to hold on. Uh, uh, caller num- number one, uh, uh-huh. you know, because you know we'll be right back on the Lottie Miss Claudia. Yeah, stay tuned because we do definitely have a second half to this twist of, of, of issues that intertwine with one another. So just stay tuned as we go to this commercial. Thank you. To the sounds of Barry White, and as he once said, it's time. We're now on the second half of the Lardy Miss Clardy show as we be talking about media play, the low middle class, and the poor. We will be taking your calls and comments at 347 884 8684. 
four. And don't forget to leave your comments and suggestions on Lardy Miss Clardy's profile or email us at brotherblondie at hotmail.com or wclardy at familiesandvictimsoffraud.com. For today's topic and concerns on media play, learn how cover-ups can hurt when the media don't report or release true information to the general public to be educated about it or to make them aware of what has happened or what can happen to the general public if they don't know or when to react. What can we do to solve this problem? Uh, yeah, for what reasons? And they are responsible and accountable for the downfall of citizens of America. Responsibility, accountability, and transparency are the issues at hand. And my question to you, Lardy, Miss Clardy, what can we do to prevent from being lied to and being victimized because you are the expert, the sole expert of people who are victimized and lied to and, of course, being a victim of fraud. Well, that's an excellent question, Brother Blondie. Um, Well, I wrote an article back in uh, early January of about a group of advocates outsmoking business. And when I was thinking about this, this was at the time that I was trying to find a way to get a forum started for uh, grassroots communities to have a place to come to tell what's going on in their lives and to have a place to be heard because it seemed that every medium was shut uh, close, a blanket of silence was put over the people and fear, you know, raided them and made them feel as though they couldn't stand up. So, I, you know, being that I had became uh, a victim myself of those lies and of those tragedies that have happened in my life, I decided to get up on the Internet and try to find somebody to listen to me. So I went to a a website that was called ahrc.se, and I began to tell my story about what had happened to me and these crazy people down here I call kleptomaniacs on the loose, you know, out here trying to take my house, and they did, and they took it without my consent and, and left me high and dry, my family on the ground. And I, I said enough was enough because I had went through a lot of, trials and tribulations starting from probably in 1980 when it started with my first child and then ended with my last child, you know, in 2002. So I have a lot of a lot of experience in this area of seeing what is going on with our media, what's going on with our judicial system, and what's going on with our uh, communities and also 
our uh, organizations that are set up to uh, to take from the grassroots community because they have it. They have nothing to to give. They're looking for someone to help them, but no one is helping them. They're making money off of them. So I wrote this 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 story about a group of advocates out to make a difference. And I was talking about myself literally and those that were with me to get started something uh, which is now called Families and Victims of Fraud. Uh, It is an organization set up just for us people that have, have, have not all at the same time where we're being victimized. So they have to have a safe haven and people that care and people that are trustworthy to come to to get their problems solved. And so how I found a way to solve them was like this. And I'm going to just read a little bit. And caller number one, and if you don't mind me taking the time out to read this uh, story uh, that I wrote on a, it's called a group of advocates out to make a difference, a talk on media and propaganda. And what I said in this story, that of article that I wrote and published, uh, I said a group of advocates at a round table sat to discuss about the media. A few people Christmas wondering why most of our major media companies are so hesitant to be advocates for the people. In addition, there was talk about the media is not for the people in exposing the infamous crimes that our government officials are involved in. And one of the topics that was spoken about was lost homes due to fraud and predatory lending done not by only the loan mortgage servicers, but also by our justice system. A few prominent pastors from this circle of advocates, it is known that some of the judges and lawyers are as much involved as the service lenders and mortgage companies and the media, and we have documents to prove it. Furthermore, this group of advocates has stated they were out trying to work a way out to have these issues exposed that people need to be informed about because the media was not properly informing the general public of the real truths that we are facing where we're getting, we, we're getting stolen from, everything from our life savings down to our, our confidence and down to even our families, even our life, livelihoods are being stolen from us because we're viewed as commodities, not as humans that is out here working to and these ravenous wolves come down and feed upon us like we are a part of the ecosystem in the animal kingdom. And because the media or those that have proper uh, areas to, to, to or proper mediums to expose the situation, it's not that it's not getting out. It is getting out. Uh, there are significant areas in the media where they are being paid by special interests to to quiet that area because if that area of the media gets or that area of the public gets founded, then the the, the domaniacs up there can't steal no more. And so there was a there was a a story that came out from Dr. Les Sachs, 
and he's from Belgium, uh, Brussels, Belgium, from on the other side of UK. And he was running from the government because he was exposing what's really going on with our government, the media, and the judicial system, and the whole aspect of why we cannot get the justices that we deserve. That's including the area of where we were talking about earlier in the first segment on the other side of injustice or the other side of racial injustice. So I'm going to read just a few bars that came from his article uh, from the Associations of America Corrupt Legal Systems. And Dr. Les Sachs said, there was no recourse against crimes and fraud by judges and lawyers in America. He says, in reality, there is almost nothing you can do against misconduct and even open felony crime committed against you by American judges and lawyers. And all of the officials' complaint procedures you can find on the Internet or at the courthouse or in the law books turn out to be a joke or a farce and a fraud. But he's saying complaints about lawyers in America usually go by the bar, okay, which is by itself is run by judges who are involved in bribery and with lawyers, and complaints about judges go to other judges' friends. He says you are almost certainly not, find, not to find any lawyers to help you sue another lawyer for wrongdoing. He says they are too scared to revenge by the, they're too scared of revenge by the judges. He's also that even the lawyers who are broke and unemployed and desperate to look for work are too scared to sue another lawyer. Special caution, he says, lawyers make false promises to you about suing another lawyer. Cash your checks and steal your money and then refuse to help you, and then you will have another lawyer who wronged you. He's also saying in this segment that I'm, I'm reading about, that the police and FBI also is certainly not to help you either. He also says they what? all know the robbery game, and yeah. they rely on the same crooked judges to help send innocent people to prison after they have been arrested. The more crooked the judge, the more eager the judge will be to help the police or FBI to do dirty deal and convict an innocent person. And then he goes further to talk about what we're talking about tonight, the media, where the accountability and responsibility need to be at when it comes to our media, whether it's 416 and any other area in any other state. It needs to be dealt with. He is saying and, of course, the newspaper and television and media won't help you, he's saying. They will hear stories like yours. They hear stories like yours all the time. He says if they publish or broadcast your story, then they will have problems the next time they get sued in court or they might find themselves arrested on false charges and end up in an even worse situation than you. He also says that newspapers are so tied up into establishment of judges and lawyers that newspapers sometimes help the judges and lawyers to commit their own crimes and to unfairly smear at their victims. The big media newspapers, he's saying, have even helped to plant false 
evidence in court cases and help the legal establishment to destroy innocent people. But even if not harming you, the U.S. the USA media is afraid to help you after because they're afraid of revenge if they expose judicial judicial um, corruption. And it goes on to say, and this is the last but least of what I need to say, these fears are just as big, if not bigger, with America racial and alternative media or the America radical and alternative media and bloggers and Internet sites. Such people will criticize American foreign policy and so on, but everybody is scared of talking about specific cases of corruption by lawyers and judges. The independent media has even more reason to be afraid because they are even more vulnerable if the lawyers start to file false charges against them in courts. Now I'm going to leave it there, and I'm going to comment a little bit on it. And caller number one, if you've got something to say on this, have your way. But as for me, I am Set up. This is the reason why I brought together a blog talk radio show so that everybody that's getting crushed by this illegal, corrupt way of life with our system this way. It's almost like that we're that that, that our society is made up of schizophrenism. You know, on one hand, they got morals, but on the other hand, you know, lie and everybody steal from each other. But my issue is, is that people need third. And I decided to go to school, go to broadcasting, so that I can learn how to build a media forum and not be afraid to stand up, speak up against any issue that will cause one of our brethren, because we still are accountable for each other, and we know that there's got to be a way to help each other. So this is my way of giving back to my brethren. If you got something you got to say, something has happened to you, well, no more is there going to be a blind eye and a turning of a back, but that there is a way for you to be heard. And so, in my comment, and even a question to you, caller one, what do you think about this? What do you think about this story that I have read? Because I am trying to do something that is not only just going to help me, but that is going to help people across the board, and not only here in Columbus, Ohio, but this is where we're stationed at with our organization of families and victims of fraud. And we're trying to stammer out the illegal mess and the the quieting or causing fear in our communities where they're afraid to speak up and tell what's going on with them with these crazy people. And we don't have nobody to help us. So what do you think about this, caller number one? I think um, it shows, shows, I think that what you read definitely exposes how there's corruption on every, every level. And the best way, but, but, but see, the only problem is that by human nature, it, it's very hard to resist more and more money because the more and more successful you become, the more and more greedy you become. So so, so it's, it's, it's kind of like a slippery slope of how, how are we going to counterattack that because that's the problem. People are making their personal greed get in the way. 
Oh, well, you you know the uh, very good points, but you you know, Todd. Be, before I ask you for your your opinion on what you think about the media, I'm going to give you a perfect example how the media can work in in our favor when we choose to come together, stand up, speak up, and uh, 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 speak out. And, and this is one little uh, tie to to the last hour. The 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 last time African Americans came together in front of the media and stand up, speak up, and speak out for an innocent victim that was in a involved in a non police shooting was five years ago, back in 2003, when Alamar Wright, a infant boy who was who was only on this earth for 30 days days was shot and killed in a in in a drug war and we as a community did come together on this and we did uh stand up speak up and speak out against the uh two men who committed this heinous crime why they was you you know it was so bad for them that they was in Vegas hiding but that's just an example on how the media can work uh, for us as a whole. But are there any solutions, uh, Todd, to the uh, media crisis which continues to tell the truth but not the whole truth or nothing but? Well, you know, Brother Blondie, of course, you know, you know, once, once community as a whole, you know, us urban community as a whole, once we band together and, and approach these these different media aspects and, and and tell them, wait a minute, stop what you're doing because you're not airing that right, or well, thank you for for airing this, you know, especially when a brother gets shot in an urban community or 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 one of our, uh, you know. Um, it's 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 just crazy because you know the uh, the media sits back and they 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 continue to fraudulently view these different aspects of the urban communities. You know, it's oh, it ain't nothing but drugs out there, it ain't nothing but killings out there, it ain't nothing but this out there. But yet, when it comes time for for our Juneteenth festival, or when it comes time for for our uh, Different festivals around the community, they're they're not there to broadcast anything positive. It's always negative, 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 negative. You know, okay, let you know, let let somebody that's higher up in the uh, judicial system or higher up in the community, as far as being on, you know, one of the board of, you know, say the board of commissioners or somebody from the mayor's office get in trouble, you know, they're 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 all over the news or, or let them go do something good, blah, blah, blah. you know, they're all over the news. But let a local Joe Smo like myself go out here and do something positive for the community and they don't care. You know? You know, it's like it's like the you know you know, you don't you don't hear you don't hear the media talk anymore about the homeless community. Well, they're they're not talking about that because they don't want to show that aspect. But we have police officers in Columbus, Ohio, who are going to these homeless camps and they're burning them down. But you don't hear them talk about that. But let a homeless man walk into a store and steal a candy bar. Let a homeless man walk into a store and rob him. 
I bet you hear about them then. Not only, not only, uh, not only that, uh, oh, but but you know, I, I also want to uh, mention uh, this uh, point from a media standpoint, and right right before we uh, uh, go to to another break here, uh, Lardy, Miss Miss Clardy, uh, you you know the one downside of it in in terms of mentioning the negatives more so than than the positive. Now Todd Bridges of different strokes in the last 10 years has opened up four youth centers in, in L.A., but you never hear the media talk about that. Instead, when you, when you hear about uh, Todd Bridges of different strokes, you always hear the media talk, talking about his rap sheet and what he did in, in the past, but yet has, has not uh, talked about the uh, positive things. You, they, they don't talk about that he cleaned up his life and, He's now sober, and you, you, you know, open up youth centers, and you know, help uh, a lot of underprivileged uh, kids who are in a bad uh, situation. And I personally feel that we need um, more stories of of that caliber to uh, uh, hit hit the news, and instead of always seeing uh, images of how African American women are portrayed in music videos and such re- reality shows like Flav Flav where they're constantly showing them disrespecting each other and uh, calling each other every single name in the book. But on that note, we'll be right back. Are you looking to roll up at the club fly because of your ride? Then you need to get down to Hot Rides Dealers, where we have the hottest rides for the cheapest price. Rims, custom paint, window tips, detailing, we've got it all here at Hot Rides Dealers. What about those car dealerships that slams the door in your face because of bad credit? Good credit, bad credit, all credit. We take it. You don't have to wait one more minute. As long as you have an active bank account, we can finance you. So get Downside Dealers, where we have the hottest cars for the cheapest price. Call us at 614-555-RIDE. That's 614-555-RIDE. Or you can visit us at HotRideDealers.com. HotRides, mmm, HotRides, mmm, HotRides, with the cheapest price. Get down to HotRides Dealers today. Oh, yay. And we're back with uh, the Lardy Miss Clardy show right here on Blog Talk uh, Radio as we will continue to have a discussion on media play, how uh, you, you know, how learn how cover-ups can hurt when the media don't report or release true information to the general public to be educated about it or to make them aware of what has happened and what can happen to the general public if they don't know how or when to react. And, you know, getting back to the media play, 
Lardy Miss Clardy on the low middle class and the poor. Now, when we hear, you know, someone helping out the poor, you know, at at times we may see a few ads from the Salvation Army and, you know, charity newsies and, and you know, uh, other organizations that, that, you know, do help out the uh, middle class and poor and underprivileged and whatnot. Do you feel, Lardy, Miss Clardy, we need to hear more uh, positive stuff or not so much of what the Salvation Army does, but any other churches or uh, organizations uh, uh, across the city? I mean, should uh, an organization like Families and Victims of Fraud, the Black Anti-Defamation Council, or, or Kumba and, and Empowerment, should we in the spotlight in terms of the turnaround of the media play so they will know more about what we as urban American uh, community people in the U.S. are doing in more of a positive manner? Um, yes, I do. I do feel as though that Kaumba Empowerment, the Black, Def Black Anti-Defamation Council, and Families and Victims of Fraud should be more uh, put out to be known more about. But it's not going to get out there that easy because, see, these kinds of organizations are into activism. We, we rally the people to come together for a cause. Sometime it even, you know, if you take and date this all the way back to the 1960s when Martin Luther King was rallying the people because uh, uh, the people's rights were being violated so bad, uh, in the Civil Rights Act activism that was going on, this is a, a repeat of history because uh, it, it can't do anything but repeat for the simple fact because we done went through the Great Depression before. We done did it two or three times. The economy has gone bad, and, and, and what can we do about it? We could do a lot about it that the people have been overlaid with, with, with drunkenness of, 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 of what they were used to having, that lifestyle that they had. But I do see that change is going to happen because Barack Obama made it possible for all of us to see that if you want it bad enough, you'll do whatever that it takes. But first you will have to be the type that will be have to get sick and tired of being sick and tired, and that's when change will take place. And so because we are what you would call activist organizations that's out for victims or for families and children, uh, we're not going to get that coverage because they don't want nobody to know about these type of organizations that's set up to expose realities, expose real talk, real issues, real people that's going through real infamous uh, 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 hurts from other people on high that, that's trying to kill us down here. Can't nobody see us because we're the bottom of the chain. 
We're the bottom of the chain, and the hopes is is if they can hold us back and hold us down long enough that we'll shut up and they can continue to rape us, kill us, and suck blood like a turnip from us, and we just be dried up and left to the side and die. But no more can we do that. We can no more do this. The media have to understand that they were ultimately made for the people, for such things as what's going on now, which is a repeat of history. Again, I will say that. It is a repeat of history. We are going through the same stuff that we went through in the early 1960s, and I'm from that, from that era. And so I can see where the clock of time have, 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 have turned its clocks back to where we are warring, where we are fighting for every right that we have to live and to have the pursuits of happiness and to have the freedoms to live it. And somebody is wanting us to not have, and we can't sit down no longer. And this is why I have uh, decided that I am going to stand up, be a front runner, herald to the people, come all ye who heavy laden. Y'all tired of being sick and tired? This is where it's, we must gather and show the media that we are important. We're not important because nobody is yet sick and tired. But the day is coming, just like it happened with the Martin Luther King Civil Rights Movement. This ain't no different, because that's ultimately where it's going to come to, because too many people are getting kicked, and too many people's rights are being stolen from, and dealing with the low middle class and the poor. You ain't got no money, you ain't going to have no help. And it doesn't matter about your color. Everybody's involved because, see, the color is called green, the color of money. And if you ain't got it, have nots, you are going to be laid to the side. But we say we forbear their ideals. We are saying that we are now ready to stand up, and we don't care what they say because we have a voice. And somebody's got to do it. And if don't nobody else do it, I'm going to do it. And this is why I am on a rampage, I'm on a march like I am, to get people to stop being afraid. You've got to keep your confidence because without it, that's how we're getting railroaded and how we're getting stole from. We can no longer, I'm speaking out to all those that's out there that's listening. It is time to stand up, speak up, speak out against all these infamous issues that is not, that is taboo with our media because they have, they will go through something if they try to expose this stuff. So it's people like you and me that have to to climb up the ladder and call it from the rooftops. So I'm here today because I am speaking out against what our mainstream media won't talk about 
and it is hurting the people. There is no education in just talking about the tragedies or the churches that, you know, giving away food. But we need some other type of food for the people, and that is we need to give them some courage food, some inspiration food, some food that says that I love you and we're listening to your needs. We are, you need to be heard. And so there's a forum that we have that is set up so that you can be heard. Right here on the Lardy Miss Clardy Blog Talk Radio Show. I'll be, in a minute, I'll be out there enough where you guys will hear me on other people's radio stations. And there will be other medias that's coming up fresh from schools that I will use where we can do a talk show. Get this stuff rolling because these are areas that need to be talked about and we cannot be afraid to talk about them. So with that, I would say that, yes, we need to be out here more. We need to be, we need to be shared amongst the people that there are other agencies that are out here that's not just only looking to take care of your physical needs of eating and agencies where you can go get some help, counseling and stuff. But we got agencies that's out here that's ready to do battle on the field to help you become more confident about your rights and about your life and about your freedoms. And with that, I'll give it back to Brother. You know, well said, Lardy Miss Clardy. And I'm going to give you an example of the media play which has affected our organizations, nations. And I'm asking both you and Brother G2's opinion on this. Now, back in October, uh, a, a talk show from mainstream radio in Columbus, Maidment, that with Barack Obama president, there won't be any need for any black organizations. But I stood up, stand up, speak up and speak out against what the media was not only saying about, you, you know, Barack Obama in general, but my organization, the Black Anti-Defamation Council, your organization, uh, Lardy Miss Claudia, Families, Victims, and Fraud, and your organization, Brother G2 of Coomba Empowerment. Now, the brother said on mainstream radio that with Barack Obama as president, there be no need for any black organizations. And I want both of you each. And I want you to at least give me uh, two minutes because we now have 17 minutes left be before the show. In two minutes, I want you to explain to me why do you feel that there's still going to be Kumba empowerment stronger than ever with Barack Obama as president? And I want you, Lardy, to uh, want you, Lardy, Miss Clardy, to why you feel Save Off is going to be around even though. Bar Thank you. Uh, in light of uh, answering your question, Brother Blondie, uh, and thank you for being the spokesman for Global Empowerment uh, 
granted you that invitation and you took it in. You've been running with it since August, and it's been a pleasure, and we're going to keep on going strong. In terms of uh, Barack Obama's candidacy and being the president now and the fact that we have Barack Obama and Michelle Obama in the first family in the House, it, it, in terms of what we do as an organization, Kumba Empowerment Organization, we are a youth advocacy group. So we feel duty-bound to show the children in the urban community that you can be all you can be and that you do have a root and that they, we have uh, we are needs prevalent, even more prevalent because of the fact of the, of the new first family. It even enhances our need to be around more because if we're duty-bound now. We have a duty to care for the youth and our community, which is the future of our existence as a community. So with, with that, we have a more of a reason to be in existence because now we are duty-bound to show and prove ourselves to the world, not only as just black people, but to all people in the urban community, black, white, brown, yellow, or red. Uh, you know, thank you uh, very much, and I'm glad that you joined me to uh, challenge the naysayers who says that there won't be any need for any black organizations with Barack Obama as president, as was said, in the last two weeks of October before the election. In two minutes, Lardy, can you explain to me why do we still need FAVOF? Why do we still need the organization Family and Victims of Fraud, even though Barack Obama is our new president? Well, I feel the reason why FAVOF will and continue to exist is because victimization and being lied to is never going to leave. No one is privy to uh, never becoming a victim of any crime or any targeting issues from our judicial systems. Or Everybody at some point in time is going to become victimized. It's, 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 it's better for a person to recognize that they're going to be victimized and wait until they get victimized and start running and crying for help when you need to just come on board and just be ready for those that need to find you where you can help to help them come back or to become what we call recovering victims of circumstances. Uh, I believe that families and victims of fraud is going to survive because victimization and fraud is a part of life. Long as there's greed, long as there's lies, and long as somebody is uh, 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 unjustly taking your rights away, there's always going to be some kind of victimization and fraud. And the issue is, is to become a watchdog and a fighter against it. Amen. And so with that, you know, um, and, and the question on 
even though Barack Obama is in office, there are the media over here trying to have something to say about him, you know, and I don't know if it's because he's black or white and that it's on either side of the racial injustice, but he getting it because the lawsuit still continues over Obama's birth records, but he's still standing. He's still standing. And if you can't get anything else out of what I am saying, if he is still standing and he's standing on hope for his own self to run a country and run it with a mindset of intelligence and not frivolously, then we need to take up that same bed and rise up and become accountable and responsible for ourselves and get with an organization that's watchdogs that is going to help keep the the system. And I guess if I'm going to say it anymore, is to keep them honest. Keep the system honest. That's what we're here to do. We don't. I don't care to be paid off. You can't use that to divide and conquer. So I'm here to help, and anybody that can help me help you, I'm, I'm all for it. I need help. I can't do it alone, but I will say if they out targeting Barack Obama and he's standing up still, then what are we, what are we tripping about? What are we going through changes about? See, we can build a nucleus just like he did to become a watchdog to help him in the fight to keep things on on a responsible level, on an accountability level, and in transparency. Our job for Favoff here will never be lost because our job is to keep them honest. And you know, Lardy, Miss Clardy, you make very excellent points on how the uh, media has uh, been treating uh, Barack Obama in a negative manner. And one thing that you mentioned on the, uh, uh, you know, the controversy, the so-called controversy of his birth certificate, let me add a note to this. One of the Supreme Court justices that's asking for Barack to show proof of his birth certificate is Clarence Thomas. And yes, Clarence, I'm saying it on blog talk radio you did it but having uh i'm referring to anita hill but going back to uh barack the supreme court judicial system lardy miss clardy has never asked any of the 43 other presidents to show proof of where they was born yet they asking a black man they're trying to tie Barack Obama to the the arrest of uh, Illinois Governor Rod Blagojevich, uh, 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 was trying to sell his seat, you know, and there is no proof. Yet, back in March, when uh, New York Governor Elliot Spencer was uh, was arrested on uh, you, you know prostitution charges. Not once did they try to tie him with Hillary Clinton. And I know doggone well he did not spend $80,000 of his own personal money. 
I'm sure all that $80,000 that he spent on that woman was taxpayer's money. And having said tax money, an experienced senator like Hillary Clinton, and she calls herself more experienced than Barack Obama, she should have spotted that. And and I also uh, want to say uh, to black folks who are listening uh, to us on the uh, radio or, you, you know, on, on the Internet here, the media, and I'm going to say it bluntly, the media does not give a damn about you. The media don't care what your problems is or, you know, what, what type of stuff you're going through. It's, it's, it's all about ratings. It's all about numbers. Because keep in mind, although people lie, numbers don't. And that's what the media is going to go by. Which story is going to give uh, uh, higher two weeks ago on your uh, show, Lardy, Miss Clardy, the, the, the media wants to, uh, all these young missing girls uh, out here in the U.S., but Nancy Grace wants to focus only on Kaylee Anthony. And let me tell you something, media. Don't say it. Don't don't tell me that you bias, and And don't tell me that you're doing everything humanly possible to make sure that you get the truth on what's going on in our poor black communities because so far you did nothing. Nothing. And I've had it up to here. And I'm going to tell you something. Wendy Clardy's not the only one that's sick and tired of being sick and tired. So is yours truly, Brother Blondie. And Todd, and and Brother G two of uh, Kumba Empowerment, the, the uh, families and victims and fraud, the the, the Black Anti Defamation Council, all of them, NAACP, the HHRC News, and even the former Sheraton Broadcast Network, which used to come on the radio station in the seventies, and I hear Ed Castleberry do his thing. We're all tired, uh, tired of it. We know CBS that you own BET, MTV, and uh, Comedy Central and VH1. We, we we know you the big media guru. We know all that. And 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 you know on this note, I'm gonna ask you once again, Lardy Miss Clark, is there? a solution, or a perfect solution, or any solution on what young African Americans or all African Americans can do when it comes to the media and how they cover us, how they portray us, but most important, how they treat us as human beings. No, because money talk and anything else walks. As long as there is money, there's going to be thieves, greed. There's going to be all kinds of things that people, what they will do and choose for the love of money. But there is something that we as a people, not just only black, 
we're talking about all minorities that don't have, that they call have nots. We do have something we can do, and we can come together, make a stand, and tell it, and find the people as we are out here to be found for those who are with their stories and tell their stories and so that someone will be able to hear it. And then the next thing to do is not just only talk about it, but what can we do to come together so we can make a movement because enough is enough. And on that note, I had uh, downloaded some information from the UC, it's called the dhc.ucdavis.edu on convocations. And what it's about is an executive summary on truth or propaganda in the media. And I am not going to read this whole thing, but I will conclude what they said in their seminar. They're saying that the the subjectivity is manifested in every type of media study. There are biases in the production, presentation, and absorption of a story. They have concluded that it is impossible to write an unbiased article or produce an unbiased work because simply by selecting the subject content, the author has introduced his or her bias. They say, however, there are varying degrees of bias where some works are more opinionated than others. Moreover, the most important aspect is the interaction between the media and the reader. The media is biased, but the reader is also biased towards it by his or her predispositions. Readers find sources credible when they coincide with the reader's preconceived notions. Simply, people prefer to read something that interests them, and they, and they that agree with and which matches their personal biasness, they have developed guidelines for determining the credibility of a source based on their research. They say, we urge readers to be aware of the bias of the main source of news and to recognize that they read bias into media productions. One should actively seek other opinions to act as a self-check and balance system and to better inform oneself through heightened awareness of one's own biasness. So to conclude, that's what I mean that we got to come together and bring this, this awareness and get educated about this. And with that, I am going to close. Have a wonderful day. I am Lardy Miss Clardy on Lardy Clardy's Blog Talk Radio Show. And also, for those who are tuned in from Columbus, Ohio, if you are interested in getting educated more about law or want to know more about your rights, The People's Law School makes learning about law easy. The cost is free. The People's Law School is holding its sessions presented by Sanctuary Law Institute of Ohio each and every Wednesday from 7 to 9 at Trinity United Church of Church of at 1 at 
1180 Shanley Drive. That's on the corner of Shanley Drive and Mays Road. Sessions are free to the public. You don't need any prior knowledge or experience about law. There will be a broad range of topics discussed, such as civil lawsuits and consumer protection, bankruptcy law, etc. If you are interested in free legal education or registered, please contact Sexuary Law Institute of Ohio at 614-224-1113 or spiritcareyahoo.com. I like to Mrs. Clardy, Brother G2, and Todd Stapleton in the studios. This is Brother Blondie saying so long from the Lardy Miss Party Show on Blog Talk Radio. All power to the people. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy. Lardy Miss Clardy.